Hey guys, welcome back to Speakeasy. It's Emily. This week, we um, I am drinking something a little bit different. Um, it's Don Franco Coffee Mezcal from a little area in Mexico where my aunt and uncle have a house. Um, it's literally like liquid gold because the company closed, and so we only have so many bottles left. Um, I'm obsessed. I save it for you know special occasions, and drinking with you guys and having fun is a special occasion. So welcome back. Um, this week, I'm actually drinking a Kiwi cocktail that you can see on the Speakeasy Instagram and Facebook. Um, it, it was really fun to make, and it's really refreshing. So as summer is coming along, it'll be great. First of all, Lana, that looks literally delicious. Like, I love that. Um, but tonight, I am drinking a Summer Owl IPA. I'm not a beer person. Um but I hosted a brunch at my apartment a few weeks ago and someone brought these to brunch because he doesn't cook. And I was like, okay. So I've just been kind of drinking them here and there. I poured it in a glass. Um, so I feel a little bit fancier, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's what we got tonight. I'm really excited for tonight's episode. As you know, dear listeners, we are doing a segment of Think or Sink, which we all love so much. So hopefully I can stump my co-host with some good questions and we all end up getting pretty tipsy. I'm a little nervous though, because I know I've been out of the loop. So I don't know if I'm gonna do well, but hopefully we all get a little tipsy, I guess. So my first question for you guys, what resource is the US planning to start mining in Nevada, causing a new controversy in the green revolution? Is it A, lithium? B, uranium, C, helium, or D, iron? Emily's face. <laughs> what is the desert plentiful of? I have no idea. Know, that's honestly what I was trying to think. I was like, what, what of that would make sense for that area? Yeah. You know? But I don't fucking know. I don't even know why I'm trying to sit here and pretend that I would know. <laughs> so I'm just going to guess helium because that just like my lungs said to do it. Of course, your lung did. I love that answer. Um, I'm going to go with uranium because I really have no idea, but uranium sounds the most like sci-fi to me. So <laughs> let's go uranium. All right. I'm going to need both of you to take a sip. <laughs> we are starting off good. Um, the answer is lithium. And it's actually pretty fascinating because Lithium has so many uses. It's used, um, you know, in some medications and it's also used in batteries. And the biggest use right now that's causing controversy is that it's used to make um, batteries for like, what is it? Like uh, electric cars. So I don't know why that phrase escaped me, but yeah, they use lithium for electric cars, which they try to sell as the solution for taking us into the green revolution. Um, but the like proposed method is to start mining lithium in Nevada. But if they do that, they're ruining like so much land and essentially like poisoning wildlife. And it's a pretty bad trade-off. Like it's actually horrible for the environment for them to start mining lithium. Um, so a lot of environmentalists are torn. They're like, we need the lithium for electric cars but the way that we get it is not green at all. So there's huge controversy. There's a lot of like active protests happening. And I think the plan is to like start mining this year. So I guess we'll just have to keep an eye out and see if it actually happens. Talking about that, like I'm kind of curious, you know, 
like why now is there like a shortage like obviously the electric cars need it and like a, a big abundance of it but where were they getting it before you know like that's what I'm kind of curious about yeah so it wasn't there there isn't really a shortage but we outsource it from other countries and now they're like wait 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 we have all this lithium in the U.S. we could be dependent just on ourselves um, so that's kind of where the push is coming from right now and it's just a really sad situation I mean you know we could get into it all day but I think when we talk about solving the environmental crisis under capitalism it's it's kind of a dreary <laughs> existence to think about so I don't know environment I'm rooting for you <laughs> Um, so next question, according to Biden's budget for fiscal year 2022, how much are the Department of Defense agencies planning to invest in low earth orbit orbit technology? So like think satellites, missiles in the lowest like orbit possible for Earth. Is it $100 million, $1 billion, $500 million or $2 billion? That's a hard one because I feel like that's not like because of how far science has advanced and how I believe that there are already mechanisms like that in rotation like it doesn't seem like something that would you know yield a lot of outcome but it's also like we spend so much um for not necessarily necessary things so who knows wow can I hear those numbers one more time? I think they were so big, I couldn't even conceptualize. Yeah, these are really big numbers. Um, so A is 100 million, B, 1 billion, C, 500 million, or D, 2 billion. You know what? My lung is telling me I'm going to go 1 billion, and I'm going billion with a B because the government loves the billions. They really do. They like to just <laughs> shell out the billions to places. So you could send it my way, them. please. <laughs> I would always be down. Give it over. But yeah, okay. I'll go 1 billion. I'm going to go the 500 million just because I feel like there are so many other things kind of happening in the space realm right now that are getting a lot of funding that I feel like that's a little bit of a lower priority, but well, unfortunately, Lana, you're going to have to take a sip. <laughs> the answer is B, 1 billion. The, the precise number is more like 1.2 billion. So it's a little bit more than a billion dollars. Um, but yeah, they're investing in a bunch of low orbit technology. So like I said before, think satellites, think missiles. And this is all from the Department of Defense. So we're really ramping up our space defenses here. Um, and yeah, that's a that's a huge, huge number. I have not actually like looked at all at what the budget looks like for 2022. So I'm kind of interested to know what other shocking things are in there. Cause I feel like that's kind of, I don't know, not something we talk about every day. So interesting. Um, all right, moving into my third and final question. According to the BBC, dogs are being trained to sniff out COVID-19. That, I, I had not heard that before. I was going to ask this, is it true or false? Because I was like, how is this true? Um, but yeah, it is true. They are. So my question is, what percentage of positive cases were dogs able to sniff out during trials? Is it 16%, 53%, 75%, or 88%? I'm going to go for the 53, 53, is that what you said? I'm going to go for 53 because I feel like 18 is far too low for them to 
continue trials. Like, I feel like if it was so low, like 16, they'd be like, is this really going to work? Let's just skip it. But I also don't think it's going to be as high as like 75 or 88, because I feel like it's a really new thing. So like, how are they supposed to know like what's going to work and what's not like indefinitely? So I'm going to go 53. Like, how is the scent so, so cemented? <laughs> I honestly have so much faith in dogs. So I'm going to, I'm not going to give them the 80, but I'm going to give them the 75 just because like, I mean, I don't know my little dumb ass. Maybe I shouldn't give them all that credit, <laughs> but I believe that they could, they could do that. All right. Well, sorry, you're both going to have to take another sip. The answer actually is 88%. So for every 100 people they're sniffing, they are only missing 12 positive COVID cases. That's crazy to me. <laughs> That's wild. Dude, dogs are incredible. Like the fact that they can, they can be trained to like sniff out like cancer or like explosives and shit. Like that's bizarre to me. Like, I don't understand it at all. I could like, I feel like it's, I could wrap my mind behind, you know, explosives, drugs, all that makes sense. There's a very particular scent to them, but a virus, I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know that viruses had a scent to them. Um, but yeah, and the plan is to kind of keep this going and see what happens because as um, things start to open up, particularly in the U.S., when we have more enclosed spaces and like smaller populations together, it's very easy to just have a dog there to see if they could sniff anyone out. <laughs> um, that's so really neat. I think that's really, really cool. Dogs are crazy. That's yeah. I had complete faith in the dogs. I should have just went for it. I had my, I, I let you guys hold me back with your, with your bullshit <laughs> smear talk, Emily. <laughs> That's the spear right. campaign against dogs. <laughs> I love dogs. Even mine when he's barking at me, which he decides to do all the time now. Amazing. Well, all right. So I got him for two out of three guys. Emily, let's see if you could stump us. <laughs> okay. Um, so as everybody knows, or if you don't know, I am not a politics person at all. So this took me forever to try and find questions that I thought were good. So I've got a little bit of like international, a little bit of national. We're going to go for a lot of different things here. So a seafood fleet from which country was blocked by the United States due to really severely bad labor? Um, it In terms of labor, like I mean, like the labor conditions for the workers are so bad that people died. Um, is it A, China? B, Japan, or C, Indonesia? Mm, I'm definitely leaning either A or C, but I'm just more kind of curious. I'm, I'm like really trying to think like what if, oh God, this is hard. I think I'm going to go with China. I don't know. I will go with Indonesia. I don't know what it is. I think my lung is telling me Indonesia. <laughs> so Lana is correct. It is China. So Reagan, go ahead and take a drink. However, all of the workers that are coming from this like Chinese fleet of ships are Indonesian workers. And several of them have died due to severely bad labor conditions. Um, there's 30 vessels that the United States has put a complete block on because like, as they continue to like have these really bad conditions, they're like the United States is kind of trying to pull back and be like, you know, we're not going to buy from you if, you know, the labor conditions continue to be this bad. So it's actually really sad, um, but 
you know, got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah, that is really sad. And you said this was for seafood imports? Seafood imports, yeah. I honestly didn't know we got like a big import of seafood from China, but- I didn't either. That doesn't seem very efficient. I feel like it's a long way to go for something that smells really bad really quick. Yeah, like that <laughs> could go bad really quick. That's why I don't eat seafood. That is it right there. Period. Okay, well, Gross. wow. All right. This one's really sad. So, sorry. Um, during a ground penetrating radar search in Canada, what gruesome discovery was made? Um, was it thousands of worn shoes? Was it human remains or was it an abandoned well? Why do I feel like I've heard something about abandoned shoes being found lately? I mean, that was the one that like, as soon as you said it, my heart sunk. So I feel like it has to be that one. I'm, I'm going to go with that too. I think that's my guess. You're both wrong. Take a drink. Um, it was actually 200, at, like a little more than 200 children's human remains. Um, like as young as three years old. Um, and it was at this like native boarding center. So like where native kids went to like a residential area. And um, since the discovery of the human remains at this residential area, uh, Canada has decided to go ahead and start doing searches at all of the previous um, residential areas because they really wanna understand, you know, if this was happening in one place, it's likely to have happened in others too. Um, and so to kind of commemorate and essentially lay to rest these children that they found, um, they decided to go ahead and put shoes to commemorate the children and do like this big thing. And it's actually really neat that they decided to do that and that they're doing like something to lay them to rest, but it was an indigenous people's um, like boarding residential area. So it is really, really sad. Um, but I do think it's neat that they're, you know, making strides towards trying to uncover more if they need to so that they can lay those people to rest as well. Yeah, that's actually really, um, that's really devastating. And I think I, when you said it, I was like, yes, I've heard about this story. So of course, very horrible to hear and lots of thoughts and prayers and good energy toward the people affected um, by that. And hopefully, I don't know, that's just really upsetting. Hopefully they get answers. Well, and it's, I think it's almost really upsetting too, just because like, they don't really know what happened that caused these bodies to be, you know, buried essentially. So like, I'm, I think the more that they can figure out the better just to get a better idea of what was going on, but it is very, very sad. My third question is far more um, lighthearted, thankfully, because <laughs> the last two kind of sucked for like sadness. Okay, so true or false? At-home conveniences that were decided during the pandemic, such as to-go cocktails, marijuana deliveries, those sorts of things are being fought for in different states to become a permanent part of like legislation. True or false? True. I know that people want to keep the to-go cocktail. I am one of those people. I think the to-go cocktail is one of the best things to come out of the pandemic. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, I definitely didn't think that just because I, I don't know, maybe it's just because where I'm at, I've seen all of those things kind of stick around and maybe it's just for those businesses, they decided to keep that going. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'll guess I'll stick with no, cause it feels like a, a sham stealing Reagan's answer now. 
Um, so it is true. So Lana, go ahead and drink. Um, but, uh, so it really kind of depends on what state you're in. Um, it's not all states that are kind of going towards pushing this towards like full law, like that it's okay to continue doing it. A lot of states, um, what they did in, in Arizona, this is definitely the case. Um, a lot of states put forth an executive order that's saying during the pandemic that restaurants and stuff could do to go cocktails. I haven't heard of the marijuana delivery, but apparently that is also a thing in some states. Um, telehealth visits, like exclusively for doctor's visits for like, you know, medical purposes for business or whatever. So all of those things, because they were executive orders in Arizona, like in November or whatever, they cut that because they were like, no, you know, you can start going out and just picking stuff up and like eating in restaurants again. So they stopped it, but now um, they're kind of making a push, like legislation is making a push to the governor to say, you know, like, let's just make this permanent because people like it and they like the idea. So um, yeah, I actually think it's really cool. I also love the to-go cocktail thing. I remember when the pandemic first started and me and my mom would like get hammered on <laughs> to-go cocktails. <laughs> so um, I think it's cool. I think why not also like. I mean, I definitely think it just enables access to like so many things and it like honestly probably makes things safer <laughs> like people are going to probably do this anyways and if you create a way that like is actually like regulated and keeping track of like how this is happening I think that that's just so much better than oh, people totally. just kind of doing it how they want I think we need to keep to go cocktails keep like social distance seating in restaurants and also keep like the outdoor dining area like I love, I fucking love that in New York, every street is just like lined with outdoor seating. I feel so European every time I go outside and I never want to lose that ever. (laughs) Yes. And I think like one of the other huge things like that people are saying as like a reason to continue doing it is because it brought in so much revenue for different businesses because they could still be making money while the pandemic was going on. And like cocktails at a lot of places are like the highest earner for revenue. So, um, the businesses are like, well, now we're missing out on that clientele, like that clientele and the money that comes in when we do it. So um, it really helps the economy, I think. I mean, it's really good for businesses, especially small businesses who have been suffering from the pandemic. So small businesses. Wait, you guys know the TikTok sound? That's like Joe Biden. He's like, guess what? It goes to the economy. It's good for everybody. Hurts no one. <laughs> That's me. I just had that speech. <laughs> We need to put that in here. (laughs) Well, that was a very tough segment, Emily. God damn. I think both of my co-hosts succeeded in getting me pretty fucked up, which is great because I'm now really drunk asking these questions for pop culture. So I'm hoping that I can at least get them back a little bit. You know, I know that they're both really good at keeping up with that stuff, though. I'm usually the one who's pretty fucked in this segment. So we'll see. All right, are you guys ready for the first question? Okay, this one is a little bit of a trickster. I know like when I went with it, it was a little bit just like me being tricky, but a few of us may know that Miss Ariana Grande got married uh, recently and it has been a super private, like just she's not been super out with it, like how she has been in some of her past relationships. So What is the name of the man that Ariana Grande married this past week? Is it A, Dalton Reiner, B, David Gomez, C, Dalton Gomez, or D, David Reiner? 
I think it's C. You kind of got me stumped there with the two names that are the yeah. same first name, but then a different last name. <laughs> I'm gonna I, go knew, I was like, oh my gosh, I know this. His last name is Gomez. And then you did <laughs> Yeah, and then you did too. So I was like, fuck. Okay, I'm going to stick with What C. was it? Dalton Gomez or David Gomez? Mm-hmm. Emily, which one are you taking? I'm taking I feel C. like it's David. I'm taking C. So I'm taking Dalton Gomez. Okay, you're thinking if C is Dalton, if that's what you're saying. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to take Emily's answer. So I guess I'll take the other Gomez, even though I do think it's Dalton. <laughs> okay, well, Reagan, take a drink. It is yeah. Mr. Dalton Gomez. Um, yeah, so Miss Ariana got married and it was said to be a super small ceremony with about 20 people, if that. I mean, she obviously, like I said, has been super, you know, private surrounding this whole relationship. She got engaged in December during the pandemic. And I think she actually first made her relationship known in her music video with Justin Bieber, where they were at talking about, you know, staycationing in your homes. So this whole relationship, I mean, the pandemic was the perfect cover for her to just have her own little bay honeymoon staycation private away from the world. Um, Can I just say... Yeah. Her ring is gorgeous. It is so unique and so different. And I'm obsessed. Like every time I see that ring, I'm like, oh my God, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, insert a picture of her ring somewhere. Oh, absolutely <laughs> going to. It's beautiful. So um yeah, I think what she did so inspiring. Goals. I'm literally. I'm gonna just pop up one day and be like, yeah, I got married. <laughs> That's it. That one's gonna also, know. Also, I wish nothing but the best for Ariana Grande. She has been through some things. So, like, I'm like, you yeah. know what, girl, you do I'm you. Really like, happy you're happy now. Her. You get to be happy. Good. That's great. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I love that for her. Love, love, love that for Miss Grande. Well, I could, should have figured that my co-host would have known because we all have a love for Miss Grande. So. I mean, if this ever gets to her, just, you know, know that Speakeasy loves you. We, we wish you nothing but the best and congratulations on your marriage. <laughs> okay, so next question. This I think Sims or Ariana Grande right now. <laughs> All of us are like, oh my God, thank God she's happy, you know? I mean, <laughs> truly, it's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> all right, question number two. I wouldn't be surprised if my co-hosts, again, know the answer to this one. And I see just that look of, yes, I know this in their face. But what famous celebrity recently came out as non-binary? Is it A, Halsey, B, Demi Lovato, C, Olivia Rodriguez, or D, Raven Simone? Demi Lovato, who has been making headlines for a lot of reasons in the past few weeks but my answer is Demi Lovato. I also um, know it's Demi Lovato, but I'm not going to steal Reagan's answer. So I'll go with, you know, Raven Simone. Here. Well, on the flip-flop this time, we have Emily taking a drink. <laughs> the answer again, like I said, it's so hard with pop culture because it's like, it's out there. It's in your face. And I know that my co-hosts keep up with this stuff. But yes, they recently announced in a series of tweets um, from their own personal account that they uh, 
were that, that they uh, identified in that way and that for so long that they didn't feel comfortable coming out and expressing their identity in that way because of patriarchal standards and you know this is someone that we have all watched on our television sets growing up for forever so it's not hard to see how those kind of standards or those thoughts could be repetitive or placed on somebody who's you know in limelight and I think an organization that has very tough standards of what they want people coming from their organization to be like or to look like or to to represent so um, I definitely think it's something that we've seen a lot with a lot of different people. I know earlier this year, we've, we've just a lot of, you know, people have come out and I think it's something that we need to not only listen to and be very serious and understanding of, but also at the same time, like just kind of not make it a big deal at the same time. Like just continue to love the artists for who they are, love this fan base or whatever. It's, it's something that I think is really hard to deal with in this time and space, but if we all are just, you know, a little bit humble and a little bit just open with our hearts, it's something that's not really that that difficult to accept. They are not the first to come out and say, you know, the standards that Disney put on them was so hard and like so difficult to break through. I mean, like the Jonas Brothers came out a while ago saying that, you know, the purity ring thing like took off so wild and like people like they, Disney just pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. So then they had to continue to kind of put on this facade, even though they were growing and changing and like living a life that was, you know, not exactly what Disney wanted. And I mean, like Bella Thorne being so active in the porn industry or, you know, Miley Cyrus, when she went from like trying to break free of the Hannah Montana mold, like, I just feel like a lot of times these young stars have such a hard time breaking that mold that they set for themselves. And so for Demi, great for them. I, I mean, that's awesome that they feel so comfortable in themselves to come out and finally say, you know what, this is who I am. So that's really dope. And I like that. And you said, this is who I am. This is me from Camp Rock. This is real. An absolute fam that I will still sing in front of my mirror any day of the week. <laughs> so <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I crushed that. Um, unbelievable. You know, I could, that uh, is an album that I could just play, play through. No skips, no skips on that, Bob. All right. Well, this next one, we're going to throw it back a little bit. It's recent news, but with a twist. So a lot of people may know, or you guys may not know, J-Lo and A-Rod recently split. And that is sad for many reasons, just because, I mean, I think that they melded together a beautiful family. You know, she had her children, he had his children, and they blended together to make a beautiful I think just what seemed from to the outside world to be a beautiful mix and, and mold of two, of two households. But like I said, recently after months of speculation, they have announced their split. And following that, JLo was actually spotted with one of her previous love romances. Do you guys know who it is? Is it A, Diddy, B, Ben Affleck, C, Drake, or D, Mark Anthony. Could you imagine if it was Diddy? <laughs> the thing is that I see what you did there because I know that the answer, wait, Emily, do you know the answer? Yeah, I do. Okay, so we both know it's Ben Affleck, but the thing is that when that happened, Diddy posted an old picture of him and JLo on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, Diddy gives no fucks. Like he... 
he does not care and that's like I aspire to be on that level like one of the funniest things I've seen on Instagram in a while for sure (laughs) yeah well the funny thing is is that like not only did did he do that and that's why I threw him in as like a funny answer and I originally didn't have Mark Anthony in but I formulated this question a few days ago and everybody was going crazy about her and Ben, you know, like Ben Affer back together, question mark. And of course, yesterday, this hoe went and saw Mark Anthony. So now I was like, I got to throw him in, throw, you know, make it a little fun, see. But they do have obviously children together. So I think that that's probably a very different situation with her and Mark Anthony. I'm sure they see each other very often. It'd be hard not to. But yeah. of course, once you see one ex, if you see another, then it's going to be a media whirl- like whirlwind, of course. Okay, I am not totally over the moon about this whole Benefer back together bullshit. Like, I, not because, like, I mean, do you, that's your fucking business, but like, Ben Affleck has got some shit he needs to work through. Like, that man has some, has been shown to have some issues, you know, with alcohol and with women. He cheated on his wife, and it's like, get it together, my dude. Like, I, I don't understand why Jennifer Lopez would want to put herself back into that situation if that's the kind of person that he's kind of been for a while. And also, like, I totally agree. Like, I thought A-Rod and J-Lo were such a great mix. Like, I saw them together and I was like, oh my God, like, that makes so much sense. It really does. Yeah, and I think it's also really interesting, too, because, like, I mean, I, I understand and appreciate the cultural significance of Benefer. But I think that that era was when we were kids or before we were born. So it doesn't really affect me. Like, I don't have any loyalty to them as a couple. It's not like, you know, our like Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez moment. (laughs) So I think the generations definitely play a role because I'm like, okay, whatever. If J-Lo was wearing a slip dress, a slicked back hair with like a little bun and like thin eyebrows at the time, it was too goddamn long ago. That's what I think. Like too long. It's that was early 2000s. It's over. Yeah. But I mean, her and uh, A-Rod have always been, I think, so cute to me. Like I remember seeing clips of someone asking him like, what's your like who's your dream date or who's your perfect girl and he said Jennifer Lopez and then they ended up together but can we also just say really quickly like Jennifer Lopez looks so good like I mean yeah woman doesn't age I it's something with the name Jennifer because then you also think of like Jennifer Aniston and you're like how literally how I need to I need need to 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 know what they have Yeah. yeah definitely I mean whatever makes her happy and maybe they are just like friends rekindling a friendship or like after a divorce like maybe she is just like looking for answers from past lovers about things I mean you know going through that kind of thing is really traumatic who knows what is really going through her head right now but all that to say she is obviously a fucking smoke show for her age and she will have no difficulties finding somebody else or moving on or being by herself doing whatever the fuck she wants you know from here period. on period we got you Jen Jen and Ariani Ariani Ariano <laughs> and, and too. yeah like we are this is a fangirl moment for all of these people we're like <laughs> yes you do it love it yeah. 
Well, it seems that I did not get my co-host tonight, dear listeners, but I hope that you guys may have learned some new information, whether that be pop culture, science, or political. I hope you took away something new um, and you're not too fucked up like me. (laughs) And with that being said, like always, everybody, stay informed and cheers. Cheers.